The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Get ready to be inspired. So many people have touched the lives of others, sometimes without even knowing it. Could you be one of those people? Welcome to Your Why with host, the CEO of Breakthrough SEO Marketing, Nalinia Varinas. Today, you'll hear some stories of people who have touched others in a positive way and show you how you can do the same. Now, here is Nalinia Varinas. Hello and welcome. It's so great having with you, you with us today. I'm your host, Nalinia Varinas, and you are listening to Your Why. Connect with me on LinkedIn, like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, and view my website at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. With us today to talk about actualizing your dreams is our illustrious guest, Daniel Armstrong. He can be reached at Daniel at FindAtree.com. I'm excited to introduce him to you. Daniel Armstrong is a dream coach, author, and motivational speaker. Daniel's mission is to inspire and mentor both youth and adults to pursue and actualize their dreams. Daniel earned his Bachelor of Arts degree in political science from Columbia University in New York City. At Columbia, Daniel was the founding chairman of the Coalition for a Free South Africa, an organization whose four-year campaign resulted in Columbia University divesting from corporations operating in apartheid South Africa. Daniel earned his master's degree in business administration and Juris Doctorate both from UCLA. He is also a Ford Foundation Fellow, having studied youth development in Zimbabwe, where he organized a national tour by the Harlem Musicians, Magicians, an American basketball team. The tour's opening night game was the largest multiracial gathering at that point in Zimbabwe's then brief history following 20 years of civil war. Today, Daniel leads Find a Tree. One of the main focus areas of folk is helping troubled teenagers define and act on their dreams. The historically high dropout rate in our public schools is a threat to the future of America. And Daniel is helping to turn the tide with Find a Tree programs. View the short video about the challenge on findatree.com. For more information on Daniel Armstrong and his Find a Tree program, call 866-346-3287 or email info at findatree.com. Now, I'm here, um, very excited to introduce you to Dr. Daniel, to Daniel Armstrong. Daniel, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Thank you, Melina, for having me. My pleasure, my pleasure. Can you tell us a little bit more about your Find a Tree program? Yes. I once lived in the country of Ghana in West Africa. I'm from Los Angeles. And I was doing business projects there. I played basketball at Columbia University, so whenever I travel, I like to find the basketball court because that way I can meet locals um, on the court. 
And so I did that in Ghana, in the capital of Accra. I went to the poorest part of the capital, an area called Nima, where I coached and played for many weeks. And one day I asked the players, I said, what are your dreams besides playing basketball? And most didn't have a dream other than trying to come to America. And I knew at this part of the the city, most would never make it here, given their level of poverty. But one day, two twin brothers came to me and said, Daniel, we have a dream. It's to teach in our own school one day. And I'm thinking, you don't have running water. How do you have a school of your own? But I advised them. I said, Jonas, Jonathan, go find a tree and start your school there. And these two aspiring teachers began teaching a few students literally under a tree. It grew to 100 students, and with that success, a local businessman gave him a brand new building for a school. I came back home to Los Angeles, and I thought, why are we so frustrated and angry in our lives and kids dropping out of school when we have virtually everything materially, but we're not living our dreams? So I wrote the book, How to Live Your Dreams, Find a Tree, and Get Started. And that was the origin of the program. That is a fantastic story. So I'm thinking that where a tree grows, there would be water, and then they could tap into that water and have a school under the tree and have it be a beautiful place. Yes. But Mm -hmm. I I refer to the water and and sunlight that a tree needs as the Mm -hmm. knowledge and action an individual has to take to make that seed, that dream, nurture and grow. So... First, you must have a dream and plant that seed in your mind and nurture it with water and sunlight, which is action and knowledge. Fantastic. So there there is some uh, symbolism in what you're thinking. And we were talking a little bit about the simplicity of a tree and how sometimes people think that dreams can be difficult or hard or complex. And um, that was an interesting conversation we had. Yes, yes. Well, I find that the tree is a symbol of starting with what you have where you are. And we can always think of reasons why we can't pursue our dreams right now. After graduation, after the kids grow up, after I win the lottery, after I retire. But all these things are putting our dreams off. We've got to do something today with what you have at your disposal. And then the magic happens resources appear, people come to you, opportunities appear, but only once you find your tree and get started, which means starting today, doing something. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And I read in your bio that you had a dream, too, of um, supporting the downfall of apartheid in South Africa when you were at Columbia University. Can you tell us a little bit about what led to that action that you took? Yes, I consider that my first so-called find-a-tree activity or endeavor. Uh, When I was in maybe middle school, my sister was a student at Stanford University, and I loved basketball, so every time she'd come home, I'm probably on the basketball court practicing in my backyard, and she heard about apartheid uh, doing lectures at, at Stanford, and she, being my big sister, would come home and want to lecture me about apartheid and what was going on. Honestly, I could care less. I was more concerned about basketball. But I recognized I'd better just let her talk than try to tell her that I wasn't interested. Otherwise, the lecture would go longer. So she would lecture me for several years about apartheid. When I got to Columbia, I played basketball. But one day I saw a flyer um, announcing that there was a film about apartheid. I said, oh, yeah, that's what my sister used to tell me about all the time. So I went to the, the film at, at Columbia. 
And I understood years later that Barack Obama, also a student at Columbia at that time, also went to that same film, uh, by the way. And after the film, the speaker announced that Columbia had millions of, millions of dollars invested in companies with operations in South Africa. And I thought, well, that's wrong. So I attended a meeting the next day to, to, to find out more with about three other students. They're having a rally downtown in New York. And I thought, we have to do something about these in investments. And so I formed the Coalition for a Free South Africa. And I invited speakers to campus, and we had films. Uh, it was virtually myself to begin with, and I would hand-make flyers and post them around campus. Long story short, after a four-year campaign, Columbia divested $55 million. And it sparked other, student, other students across the country to also take action and demand divestment from South Africa. That's impressive. And what did you tell people to engage them in your effort to um, support the withdrawal of investments in South Africa, apartheid South Africa? Well, I tried to keep the campaign very focused on, on the facts. People mm-hmm. didn't know at that time where South Africa even was and what apartheid was. I had to mm-hmm. explain to them uh, through flyers, through meetings, through lectures and film, what mm-hmm. was apartheid? What did it mean? And we did that with flyers all over campus. And mm-hmm. so it was an educational campaign for probably two, two three years just educating the student body. Mm-hmm. And the facts speak for themselves. Many compared apartheid to Nazism. And then we connected what Columbia's investments did to support that system of government. As we grew, we attracted more students, and then we got a resolution passed to the Senate, uh, the University Senate, a body made up of students, faculty, uh, and so forth of the university. And we had a unanimous resolution passed demanding mm-hmm. the university uh, divest. Mm-hmm. That was the, uh, but the, but the trustees of Columbia said no. I was graduating, so I went on, and I, went on, I got a grant to go to Zimbabwe for a year. But the students continued the campaign, and in April of 1985, the <laughs> students who continued the campaign, they took over a building. Mm-hmm. I happened to be going to South Africa to visit, to see apartheid firsthand at that mm-hmm. time. They took the building over. I knew mm-hmm. nothing of their activities at this point. I had left. I had already finished the university. I went to South Africa and I wake up one morning and hear in the news that Columbia students had taken over a building. Details at noon. I grab the morning South African paper and front page headlines about what's happening at Columbia. And so I called the university newspaper, Collect, and I told mm-hmm. them that what's happening at school is being reported throughout South Africa. Mm-hmm. And they told me that the, the, the university president said Bishop Desmond Tutu would be against the students. I said, really? I'm meeting Bishop Tutu in about three hours. I'll ask him. So I yes. told Bishop Tutu what was going on at the university. He said, no, I'm with the students and for divestment. He said, I'm doing a radio program this afternoon to New York. I'll let them know that I support divestment. Long story short, the university could no longer claim the support of the Bishop Desmond Tutu. And the campaign only got stronger with national and international news. And that summer or that following fall, the, the trustees agreed they had to divest from South Africa. That is incredible. And I'd like to hear more about it. But first, we have to take a short break. You're listening to Your Why. 
I'm your host, Nolina Varinas. Stay with us. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Breakthrough SEO marketing should be your first stop when looking for SEO solutions for your business. We offer social media marketing assistance, website design, website audits, and reputation marketing, pay-per-click options, and of course, search engine optimization services. Go to BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com today and we'll give you a free website and social media audit. This is a valuable resource for listeners of Your Why with Nalina Varinas. This limited time offer can be yours by visiting BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com or call us at 310-650-0725. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and Powerful Conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your best legal defense is the show that's here to answer your legal questions. Hosted by Lonnie McDowell, one of the top 100 California criminal defense trial attorneys, our program will answer your questions about the criminal justice system, even if you need to be anonymous. Lonnie demonstrates a firm understanding of the legal system, and his guests have experience in a number of facets of the law. Be prepared. Tune in. Your best legal defense airs Saturdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is Your Why with Nalina Varinas. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments about our program. Drop us a line via email to nalina at breakthroughseomarketing.com. That's N-E-L. I-N-I-A at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. Now, back to Your Why. Welcome back. This is Nalina Varinas, and I'm talking with Daniel Armstrong, and we were talking about apartheid in South Africa. And also, though, the trip getting there in the first place is an interesting story unto itself because Daniel is only 22 years old. So tell us about that, Daniel. Well, my dream of going to Africa began when I was in fourth grade. I saw a film called Born Free about lions in Africa. And I remember thinking in fourth grade, I want to go to Africa. That was the seed of the dream of making it happen. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I, I did reports in school about Africa. And so when I got to college, I began mm-hmm. the campaign uh, against investments in South Africa, the mm-hmm. Coalition for Free South Africa. And then I applied for a grant at the Ford Foundation to go to Zimbabwe, a nation that bordered South Africa and had a similar uh, political history like South Africa, but became independent in 1980. Mm -hmm. So my dream then was to go to Africa for a year. And so I got the grant and the, the grant was to study youth development in Zimbabwe 
for nine months. Mm-hmm. I had a professor who told me that he knew people in Zimbabwe. He would arrange for me to get a place to live and a job teaching the school to conduct mm-hmm. my research on youth development. Mm-hmm. I felt like the conquering hero going back to Africa. As an African-American, I was the first in my family to go to Africa since we came here in 1462. We traced our family history back to then coming from mm-hmm. Africa. So I was the conquering hero going to Africa. However, the night before I was to leave to, to go to Zimbabwe, the professor informs me that he did not get me a job teaching the school and had no place for me to live. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm going for nine <laughs> months. I, I know nobody in Zimbabwe. <laughs> I, know, I have no contacts there. I said, I cannot go home, the conquering hero, saying I'm not going now. That's like canceling the wedding as you're walking down the aisle. So <laughs> I'm walking across campus stunned. And a friend sees me and says, what's wrong? I said, I'm supposed to go to Zimbabwe in the morning, and I, was, I don't have a place to live. I have no job. What am I going to do? She said, I know someone in Zimbabwe. She writes out a card asking could I stay with them for a night or two once I arrive. Now, I'm going for nine months, but this card is asking for a place to stay for a night or two. So I, I travel to Zimbabwe. I land. I go to the address on the card, knock on the door and no one's home. I think, what am I going to do? I know no one in the capital city of Harare, no one in the country of Zimbabwe. I don't know anyone in the continent of Africa. So I go next door to find out when this family's returning, knock on the door, an old, old white man comes to the door, and I, I tell him my story. He said, well, I'm from Hollywood, California. Come stay with my family for a month till they return. So the lesson learned is, to make a dream happen, Sometimes you just got to have faith. Mm-hmm. And from that journey, the government asked me to coach basketball and teach basketball because it was new at that time in Zimbabwe. And if I did that, they would allow me to do my study on youth development. And that began my journey. And at the end of my stay, uh, a man named Marcus Haynes, a former Harlem Globetrotter, contacted me through my uncle and said he was willing to send me shoes for the teams I was coaching. And I said, why doesn't Marcus bring his current team, the Harlem Magicians, uh, down here and help me do clinics. They said, if you raise the money, we'll come. So literally sitting on the floor of the U.S. Information Service, I raised $50,000 in cash and services and brought the Harlem Magicians down with an opposing team to Zimbabwe, and we toured the nation, uh, the country of Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe had been a racially divided nation uh, for decades. It was formerly called Rhodesia. They had blacks, whites, and coloreds. And although I'm considered African-American here, there, because I'm brown-skinned, I was considered colored, a different race from blacks. Mm. In fact, my black friends would say, well, why would you want to come to our part of town? Because you're not black. You're, you're colored. And so this was the environment I, I found when I got to Zimbabwe. But the mm-hmm. opening night game of the Heart of Magicians brought together whites, blacks, and coloreds. And I was told by government officials it was mm-hmm. the largest multiracial gathering at that point in Zimbabwe's history. And all this occurred from a dream beginning in fourth grade and having the faith to go when I had nothing but this postcard and just <laughs> taking action and things began unfolding. That's the lesson for your listeners about how dreams happen. It won't always be a clear path, but you've got to start doing something and have faith and watch what happens. Mm-hmm. And it was during this time that yes. later I said, you know what, I want to go to apartheid South Africa and yes. see it for myself after working so hard at Columbia University. And so yes. I journeyed there for a visit, 
And again, the timing was divine in that when I was there, the students took over a building and allowed me to talk directly with Bishop Tutu and get his personal support for the students' campaign. Mm -hmm. So you can't always plan these things out. All you can do is dream, then find a tree and get started and watch what happens. Mm-hmm. My goodness, that, that is amazing and so inspiring. Starting from the age of four and then having all of this flow out of your action and your resourcefulness and letting people know what your dream was and is and having help along the way along with great luck and, like you yeah. say, divine intervention. That's yes. amazing. Can you tell us a little bit more about your meeting with Bishop Tutu? That's an interesting meeting. I'm, I'm sure there's a story there, too. Well, when I got to South Africa, I had to stay with the colored family. I couldn't stay in the white part of town or the black part of town. I stayed with the colored family. Oh. Uh, there's a colored section. Even the doors, you go into buildings, there was a white entrance and an entrance for whites and coloreds. Everything mm-hmm. was divided by color. What mm-hmm. school you went to, where you worked, everything was racially divided. Mm-hmm. So I stayed with the colored family, and colors were like people in the middle, the buffer zone between the whites and the blacks. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say South Africa, do not think lions, tigers, and bears. Most of the world's diamonds come from South Africa. You look mm-hmm. at Johannesburg, it's like you're looking at New York City. Skyscrapers, mm-hmm. it's a city. It's developed. Mm-hmm. There's no giraffes walking down the main thoroughfare. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good visual this, this family wanted to take me on a uh, tourist visit of South Africa seeing all the tourist things I said no I want to go to Soweto the, the black township I want to meet with political leaders I want to meet Winnie Mandela I, I want to meet Bishop Tutu and they're like oh you're one of them I said yes I'm one of them so I, I went around the city meeting with political activists I was soon informed that the secret police was following me throughout the day. Um, and then we had a chance to go by Bishop Tutu's office, uh, and they arranged a meeting for me to come by his office and meet mm-hmm. with him. And we talked about apartheid, its impact, and what U.S. students could do to support their efforts. And we talked about the Columbia campaign and what was going on, and he was quite encouraged by that. But one experience I'll never forget is I met a pastor there, um, and he went out to an area where people had put up uh, um, shack-like homes made of tin and just pieces of wood, and the army had come out the night before and just bulldozed them all over. I mean, these are shacks, almost like a homeless encampment. And mm-hmm. we went mm-hmm. there, uh, and we offered them tents and blankets and so forth, mm-hmm. and the army said they were coming back the next day to destroy the remaining so-called homes. And I asked one lady, an older mother there, I said, what are you going to do when the army returns? Mm -hmm. And she looked at me sternly and picked up a broken Coke bottle and said, we're going to fight back. I said, wow, that is politics. That is a real fight. I said, wow, I'm going back to America soon, but I just, I could feel their their courage to stand Mm -hmm. up and reclaim their country. Mm -hmm. And so it was just an amazing experience to see people in a true battle for freedom and democracy. Yes, yeah, fighting for their their homes, their businesses, and their land. Yes, and then was Bishop Tutu, and then meeting Bishop Tutu, was that, did that come out of um, this this fight between the the residents and the army? No, 
that was the, my my host there knew people who could who could who arranged that for me to go by his office and meet with him. Oh, okay, wonderful. Yes. yes. What an amazing. Um, and what is he like as uh, as a human being? Well, he's wonderful. I, I find mm-hmm. when I've had an opportunity to meet great people, they're mm-hmm. actually very humble. They're actually very humble, and mm-hmm. they don't hold themselves out to be a great person. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're out to make a difference, and he's the same way. So mm-hmm. that has been found when I found they're a truly great person. They're humble, and they're a servant to their mission. And very respectful of you and your work, too. I'm, I'm yes, getting that feeling. Respect, yes. Respectful of all people. They're respectful of all people. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. I met a great person like Bishop Tutu, you oh, know, whether a person is homeless or whether they're uh, a Ph.D., they honor respect all people. Is there something especially that impressed you about your meeting with him? Well, his, his, his sense of commitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could have lived a very, he could have gone abroad and, mm-hmm. and, and left South Africa, but the fact that he remained and fought, uh, mm-hmm. that's a testament to the people of South Africa, that they, they were not going to leave even when they, even when they could. Mm-hmm. Some would say, that divesting would, would produce hardship on blacks in South Africa. They said, no, make it harder than us. We want that. We want a better nation. Mm-hmm. But again, these, all, these dreams began uh, beginning in fourth grade, and that's why I encourage people to think about is it doesn't start as an adult. It starts as a child or wherever you are in your life. What's your dream and do something today, and, who, and you'll be amazed the people you meet the experience mm-hmm. you have, but you have to begin dreaming today and what can I do today? And don't focus on why it won't work and what you don't have. The magic will happen once you get in motion. That's an important mindset, most definitely. And, and, when, you can't, and when you can't, we don't know the answers. That's why I say sometimes you just got to have faith. And the, and the rest to keep stepping, even when you don't know how it's going to pan out. When I left for Zimbabwe, I didn't know how it was going to pan out, <laughs> but, but it was just a magnificent experience to have. And you went anyway, in spite of last-minute surprises, not having a place yes. to stay or even a, play, a way yes. to support yourself. You just went anyway, because yes, exactly. you were committed to go, and you were exactly. committed to your dream. Exactly, exactly, exactly. That's why sometimes you just got to have faith. It may mm-hmm. not make sense, but you just have to keep moving forward, knowing mm-hmm. that somehow it's going to work out. Somehow, somehow, and it, and it did. And you yes. made a difference for a whole country um, in, in a very, very tangible and measurable way. Fantastic. Thank you, Daniel. Yes, thank you. It's time for us to take a short break. You're listening to Your Why I'm your host, Nalina Varinas. Stay with us. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Breakthrough SEO marketing should be your first stop when looking for SEO solutions for your business. We offer social media marketing assistance, website design, website audits, and reputation marketing. 
pay-per-click options, and of course, search engine optimization services. Go to BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com today and we'll give you a free website and social media audit. This is a valuable resource for listeners of Your Why with Nalina Varinas. This limited time offer can be yours by visiting BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com or call us at 310-650-0725. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com, and now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show, Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. No matter what your current situation is, you have a unique story to your life. It's a dynamically changing story that requires constant adjustments to lifestyle and environment. That includes your home. As you continue to enhance your living space, you are also making overall improvements to increase the value of your home. Join Laura Minniff each Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time for dynamic insights for your home environment on the Voice America Variety Channel. And start living now. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com This is Your Why with Nalina Varinas. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments about our program. Drop us a line via email to nalina at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. That's N-E-L-I-N-I-A at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. Now, back to Your Why. Welcome back. Daniel Armstrong and I were talking about his trip to Africa and some of the impacts, the huge impacts that his dreams have had on people's lives that are following, that have changed history and helped us all um, realize how important life is and people's dreams and their, their ability to live and carry out their lives as they see, at the, as they wish. So then Daniel Armstrong then created Find a Tree. And let's find out some more about his programs at Find a Tree. So, Daniel, can you tell us about the principles on which you, your Find a Tree organization are built? Yes, thank you. Well, when I returned from Ghana, where I met the young man who I advised to find a tree and get started at his school and became, and then a building uh, was donated to him. When I came back home, I asked the question, why are students dropping out of school? And we have the material needs of students in America. Students have the tangibles. They have textbooks. Mm-hmm classrooms, computers. Mm -hmm. I said, why are they dropping out? And I realized they don't have the intangibles, hope, motivation, and a dream, a Mm -hmm. purpose for going to school. When I was in Zimbabwe, staying youth developed, I visited a school one day, Mm -hmm. and the teacher complained to me about his students. Mm -hmm. He said, Daniel, these students get to school an hour before school starts, waiting to get into the classroom to learn, at mm-hmm. the end of the school day, they don't want to go home. They want to stay in school learning. Mm-hmm. At one point, he took me on a tour of the campus and said, class, 
keep reading while I take Mr. Armstrong to, to our school. We came back one hour later, and every student continued to read. No disruptions. I said, sir, do you know that in Los Angeles, where I come from, if a teacher left the classroom for an hour, mm-hmm. someone could be dead by now. He said, mm-hmm. no, here students understand why they're in school. They're in school to make their dreams a reality. So when I mm-hmm. came back home from Ghana, I realized our students don't have dreams. Mm-hmm. If they have a dream, they're doing nothing about it but hoping and wishing. Mm-hmm. So that inspired me to write the book. And, and it's a book today, but it didn't begin as a book. It began as 30 pages stapled together. That's mm-hmm. the find the tree approach. That's all I could do then. Mm-hmm. Friends liked it. They asked for more, and a friend made it into a small little booklet about 30 pages. Today it's a full book. But it began as 30 pages stapled together. And mm-hmm. so how the find a tree program transforms students and, and adults too we begin with asking them to write down 20 of their talents and interests. It could be as simple as, I like good food. I'm good at texting. And they begin thinking about themselves in ways they never thought about before. Mm-hmm. I had a student come to me one time who told me, Daniel, I just finished Harvard University. He said, but I don't know what to do now. I said, well, what are your talents and interests? Mm-hmm. He said, I don't know. I said, you spent four years at Harvard University and never studied yourself? He said, yep, pretty much. So even a Harvard graduate has never thought about, well, what are my talents and interests? So many students are programmed to go to college, they never thought about the why. So what, as your program says, your why, what's your purpose for being in school, for going to college? We don't think about that. So we begin with looking inside ourselves, your why. What are your talents and interests? The word education comes from a Latin word, educere, which means to bring out. Bring out and draw out. Education should bring out and draw out our talents, gifts, and interests. But we never ask students that. Next, based on those talents and interests, what's your dream? What's your why? Why are you in school? What dream are you going to go after? We don't ask students their dream. Maybe we talk about a dream on graduation day, but that's kind of too late. Mm-hmm. It should be the why, the dream, the first day. And that dream is why you're in school. The why is the reason for and the purpose. Mm-hmm. So then once they have a dream, well, what do you know about it? Most will tell me, I don't know. Well, mm-hmm. let's get some knowledge about that. Let me back up a bit. Now, you may think this is for uh, some of your audience members. This is for mm-hmm. disadvantaged or failing students. Mm-hmm. One day I went to the University of Southern California Mm-hmm. I stood up with virtually no introduction, just said, what are your dreams? Mm-hmm. I was asking them their why. Why are they in, at University of Southern California, USC? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The room was silent. But three students raised their hand. One wanted a new car. That was her why for being in school. One wanted a high LSAT score for law school. And one wanted to finish in four years. Mm-hmm. I said, those are expectations. You should finish in four years. A new car, show my pay stub. They didn't have a reason, a why, for being in school, even though they were <clears throat> successful college students. Mm-hmm. So the second point is determining a dream, then we connect the dream to the academic classes. How is math going to help you? How is English going to help you? How will science help you? And mm-hmm. then they have to get knowledge on that dream. Mm-hmm. And then create a roadmap from where they sit today to finishing high school, going to college. Then we have to do um, 
a service project that embodies the dream. And through that project, they learn the life skills, the fine principles of how to make a dream happen. And once they do that, we connect them with mentors. They connect themselves to mentors who are doing that. So the program engages them with action now, gives them a why they're in school, the purpose, having a dream, and from that, it's motivating. But behind that, here is why many students are failing. Not only do they have a why, a dream, but I've learned that so many students today in our country are hurting emotionally. There is so much pain. Where a critical element of my process is a healing circle. Mm-hmm. So once I connect with them and they feel that I'm concerned about them and care about them, I ask them about their lives mm-hmm. and, or a key experience they've had in their life, good or bad. Mm-hmm. And the stories I've heard are heartbreaking, what mm-hmm. students have experienced. I had a student recently at a high school, and I was on campus, and she yelled at the principal she was quitting school and leaving right there. Mm-hmm. This was a continuation school, which means she's already been had troubles at, at the uh, traditional school. And mm-hmm. I knew that once she quit that school, her education life was over. Mm-hmm. So I asked her, would she come back one more day, and let's see if we can begin identifying the source of this pain and begin the healing process so she could stay in school. Mm-hmm. So the next time I was on campus, in a classroom of 50 students, mm-hmm. I asked the student, I said, what happened? Mm-hmm. What happened? And she looked down, and mm-hmm. said, I was raped two years ago. I've never told anyone that's that. Not my mother, not my father, anyone. And mm-hmm. that understandably was a source of her pain and the reason she had given up on herself. While that may seem extreme, the stories I've heard from students, again, will break your heart. So critical for our process is not only having a dream, but allowing students to heal by telling their story. Mm-hmm. And from this process of engagement now, now here's what we tell most students. Let's say a student's in middle school and wants to be a doctor. Normally we'd say, well, finish middle school three years, go to high school for four years, go to college for four years, go to med school, do your residency, and in 20 years you can live your dream. I'm 13 years old. I can't see 20 years to get started on my dream. Therefore, they give up. The gang members, though, say today. Let's go do this today, and tomorrow we're going to do that. But we tell students, wait 10 years after this, after that, and they're not engaged. But in Find a Tree, you want to become a doctor? Well, tonight, this afternoon, in fact, go find out how the liver works. Tomorrow, the kidneys. The next day, the lungs. And if you do that, write a paper, let's go meet a doctor. And then let's have a project on campus that's health-related and relevant to your peers. We engage them immediately, and they begin evolving into being what that dream is. And we say to them, you're getting C's now. Who wants to go to a doctor who got C's in school? Nobody. That provides the motivation, the direct connection between their coursework and their dream. We see transformation along with the healing process for results. Powerful. One two punch uh, to help people get on the road to their achieving their dreams, realizing yeah. them. That is amazing. Are there specific st- uh, dreamers who come to mind that are really meaningful for you personally? 
um, with your in your work with them? You know, I work with students again who are who may be in trouble, may be in jail. I also work with students who are in college and doing very well. Mm-hmm. For me, the ones who are in the most trouble are mm-hmm. always memorable, mm-hmm. um, and they just really because I know where they're headed. And I had one young man, uh, mm-hmm. Don Ramirez. He was in. He was locked up for attempted murder at age sixteen. Mm-hmm. He was so disrupted inside the jail, they put him what's called lockdown, which mm-hmm. means he spent a year at age, six, age 16, 17 in a mm-hmm. cell by himself. Mm-hmm. They would let him out for one hour a day inside of a cage, and they would shower him in a cage like an animal. Mm-hmm. And he enrolled, he was enrolled in the fire tree program at the juvenile jail. And mm-hmm. he told the circle of students that he wanted to be in the music business. Naturally, all the other students laughed at him. I said, no. I said, Don, what do you know about the music business? He said, nothing. I said, begin reading about it here while you're locked up. He began reading about it. And after a few weeks, I said, what can you do about it here in the jail? He organized mm-hmm. a talent show and a concert with his fellow inmates. Mm-hmm. He began transforming his associations and his behavior while in the jail. When he got released, we helped him get an internship, part of his parole, with Sony BMG. Mm-hmm. He got there and did a fantastic job. They said he was one of the best young workers they ever had. And in my book, there's a chapter on the Darwin Mirror story from Lock Up to Beverly Hills. So these type of stories really are, are transforming, and, and, you, and you never forget them. But I had another student mm-hmm. um, who, who's, who heard me speak for 30 minutes about finding her tree, and she went mm-hmm. to a very exclusive private school in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in the Honor Society. But she said her whole focus was about her and her life and her grades. But mm-hmm. after hearing me talk about finding a tree, she said, I have to make a difference in the world. And she mm-hmm. began organizing a, a club on campus called the Cancer Awareness Club for kids mm-hmm. who, who have been afflicted by cancer, whose mm-hmm. insurance won't pay for prosthetic limbs. Mm-hmm. And so after about three years of her, her, her organizing, she raised $40,000 with kids with cancer. And again, it's an example of find a tree, not helping just kids who are struggling, but those going on to college, doing well, they too need a dream to reach their Mm -hmm. human potential. Mm -hmm. They too need a reason why. Why are you going to Harvard? Why are you going to college? What's your dream? What's your purpose that's driving you? And many of those students don't have a dream. They're doing what they've been programmed to do, and they Mm -hmm. too need find a tree. Mm -hmm. Yes, and... People connecting with their dream, understanding that they can they can pull together resources within themselves, within their community to really make yeah. a difference. Really make a difference in people's lives. That is truly inspiring. And in, and in their own life, you know, from a business yeah. standpoint, you know, so many success stories, American success stories, start mm-hmm. the same way. Mm-hmm. HP Computer Company began in a garage. Yes, that's Apple true. Apple Computer began the garage with Steve Wozniak and, and Steve Jobs. Okay, Dale very Computer good. Computer began in a college dorm. Facebook began in a college dorm. Famous right. Amos chocolate chip cookies began in, in famous Amos's kitchen. Right. Martha Stewart began her kitchen. So yes. many success stories did not begin with huge investments. Mm-hmm. The person had a concept, a dream, and they simply got started with what they had. Right. And they produced excellence. And good things start happening. Right. So many and people we'll, say, well, I'll start. Go ahead. 
we'll hear, um, we, I'd love to hear more about that. Sorry, but we do have to take a break and we will be yes. right back. So stay with us with Daniel Armstrong. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Breakthrough SEO marketing should be your first stop when looking for SEO solutions for your business. We offer social media marketing assistance, website design, website audits, and reputation marketing, pay-per-click options, and of course, search engine optimization services. Go to BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com today and we'll give you a free website and social media audit. This is a valuable resource for listeners of Your Why with Nalina Varinas. This limited time offer can be yours by visiting BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com or call us at 310-650-0725. There are over 140 million products manufactured worldwide. It is impossible to know the ingredients in these products, especially those made overseas. Stan Salat, creator of the HSF Mark and the Counterfeit Mark Alliance, is the host of People to People, working together for your safety. Stan believes in our right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in consumer products and whether they are counterfeit. Find out how you can protect yourself every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is Your Why with Nalina Varinas. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments about our program. Drop us a line via email to nalina at breakthroughseomarketing.com. That's N E L. I-N-I-A at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. Now, back to Your Why. Welcome back. Daniel Armstrong and I, we're talking about Find a Tree and the differences that it is making in the lives of students, young people in Los Angeles, bringing back the lessons and the realizations that he learned that started when he was a young child at the age of four and from his trip to Africa and then coming back and making a difference here in our local communities. I would like to find out more about Find a Tree. And so, Dr. Arms, uh, Daniel, could you tell us a little bit more about your programs? Yes. Well, the program has been focused mostly in schools, and schools have focus my work with the most troubled students primarily, although it applies, as I said before, to all students. I've worked with adults also who need the program, whether they are a young college graduate or facing retirement. We all need a why, a reason, a dream to live and continue our, our existence. So right now, the challenge has been, although results have been produced within the school system, in fact, one school gave me 125 of their worst-performing students. After 16 weeks, we had a 44% increase in GPAs, a 35% decrease in their failing grades. We've mm-hmm. seen dramatic results. However, 
surprising as it may be, the program has threatened the educational establishment. Mm-hmm. One school with a high dropout rate, the teachers, I was informed, were threatened and didn't want an outsider talking to their students. Mm-hmm. I had one principal tell me that she could not have students at her school live their dream. Um, it has been really an experience to, to see the, the resistance to the program um, mm-hmm. in many ways. I was told mm-hmm. at one juvenile jail where the program was that it was no longer there because it threatened too many jobs. The young men were not going to come back to jail, and they, were, they didn't want the program. They replaced it with a sewing class for gang members. <laughs> so at this point, we are looking at a find-a-tree charter school where we mm-hmm. will have the control to implement the program, and mm-hmm. that's a, a project we're working on now. We mm-hmm. just completed a, a, a video documenting the work of find-a-tree. It's called mm-hmm. Hope for American Education. It can be seen on my website at findatree.com. That's F-I-N-D-A, letter A, tree, T-R-E-E dot com. Hope for American Education. It shows the process students go through and the results we have seen. And that process we want to implement in schools, in our own charter schools called Find a Tree Charter Schools. That is a major project. Uh, next, we want to take this short film that I just talked about and make a full documentary film detailing mm-hmm. the, the transformation process that students go through mm-hmm. to, to inspire and, and show educators and parents, here's how you transform students to reach their, few, their, their, their potential. And mm-hmm. those are two projects we're working on right now. The third one is targeting adults. Adults mm-hmm. need a why, too. They need a dream, too, no matter what age they are. If you can also go on my website at findatrue.com, there's a video mm-hmm. called Why Wait? Mm-hmm. And it documents in nine minutes this, this person I met at a workshop for a company, and mm-hmm. she was going to wait until retirement to live her dream. And mm-hmm. I showed her what she could do right then and there, and then 10 months she's living her dream. It's documented there on the video Why Wait? at findatrue.com. So we want to target adults. And one program we're working on now is called Circle of Friends. But we want to encourage adults to invite friends to their home and begin the conversation. What are your talents and interests and what's your dream? And use this approach of Find a Tree to help each other live their dream. Because adults need it too. And those three projects are what we're looking at right now is the charter schools, the film, and circle of friends for adults. Excellent. Yes, we talked about that adult a dreamer of yours and could you detail a little bit more about her story yes well her dream was she was a corporate manager and like many corporate workers i read an article on forbes.com that 70 percent of corporate employees are unhappy 70 percent and i think she was typical of that and she was going to wait eight ten years to live her dream in retirement of helping young people in the philippines with school mm-hmm. supplies. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, I said, why do I have to wait to retirement? And she gave me her excuses. The Philippines mm-hmm. are far away and everything else she was describing. I said, you could collect books and materials mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And right then there, she, her, her fellow workers began volunteering to donate materials to her for the students in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And within 10 months, she delivered uh, books and supplies to students in the Philippines. And as of today, her program of school supplies and support for students 
is also taking place in Peru and Mexico as well as the Philippines. She's living her dream now, not waiting for retirement. She took action now, and things began happening. Resources began coming. Too often we point to why. I don't have the money. I don't have the education. My friends may laugh at me. I may fail. You have to forget all that. Focus on the dream. The dream gives your, your life meaning and purpose. The magic will happen only once you get started. But sometimes, as I said earlier, you just got to have faith and combine knowledge with action. The question is, what can I do today? If you don't have a lot of time, commit 15 minutes to your dream. I had one adult who worked in a, in a company, and she said she couldn't live her dream of going back to school to get her associate's degree at a community college because she had a husband and children and a job. And I said, can you commit 15 minutes a week? She said, yes. Well, I said, this week, take 15 minutes to go online and request an application. And the next 15 minutes, fill out the name and address. And the next 15 minutes, the next questions so that you apply. Within four months, she had applied and was enrolled in college. And once she got there, she found a way to take classes. Her husband and family accommodated her schedule. Even her job did. So once you take the small steps, it begins flowing. But so often, we have what I call the I can't cancer. I can't because. And we have to get rid of that cancer and find out, well, what can I do today? You may not know all the answers, but do something today and then something tomorrow and good things will start happening. And so, words to the wise and words to people who want to make a difference and add meaning and purpose in their lives and be yes. truly transformative. Yes. For me, every can- show is meaningful because people matter. And when individuals go out of their way to help someone else, I think we should take notice and learn. And we have definitely learned a lot from Daniel Armstrong today. Thank you, Daniel, for sharing your very important works. And I'd thank love you, to be. Thank you. Thank you. And please keep me updated. Yes, I will. Thank you. Share this show with your LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter communities. Next week, we will have Ivanka Warren, who will be talking with us about helping former gang members stay out of gangs and lead productive lives in our society. We will talk about the struggle to save people from the claws of of gangs. Tune in again next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. I am your host, Nolina Varinas. Until next time, be great and dream. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week. Listen for another edition of Your Why with Nalina Varinas next week. We're here every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go start the next chapter of your legacy. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 